When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heart Balloon Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths, sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content. And today we're starting our brand new mini series focused on black wellness. And I am honored to be a part of such a beautiful, diverse, strong, innovative community. And I really wanted to focus on this since I am a part of the black community. I wanted to be able to speak on this because wellness and mental care and emotional care is very, very important to me. And so I thought that since that is the theme this year for Black History Month, I would be more than happy to at least touch on some of the things that I felt were important to cover. Um, I am here to encourage and to empower you, to inspire you in the best way that I feel I can, to bring upon insight and education in ways that I can. I am by no means a know-it-all in every aspect. I just share what I know has helped me, what I've learned, and what I've observed. So I just wanted to put that out there that if you are new and if you are listening to me, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is a pleasure to have you here. If you are not a part of the Black community, that is totally okay. I think it is still important that if you're not a part of a certain community, that it it's still important to learn about different communities, right? It's still important to learn about the people that live next door to you or work with you or your friends with or your peers that you step outside of your own bubble and you can step into theirs to just get a deeper sense of empathy and understanding and care for other people. And for me, I need to do a better job of that as well, of connecting to the other communities of Asian communities, Hispanic communities, what's going on with men in general, what's going on with other women and different aspects. Just learning about people in general is something that I really love to focus on. I love learning from different backgrounds, people all over the world that I had no idea that those are the things they would have gone through. And it just makes me a more open-minded, well-rounded person. So I try my best to come out of my own comfort zone and to learn about what others face as well so that at the end of the day, you really learn that we have so much more in common than we do our differences. But it's important to acknowledge our differences so that we can get a deeper understanding and appreciation for each other. So with that being said, I did want to focus this very first episode of the mini series centered around mental care. And it's very, very important to me. And of course, the first thing that's coming to my mind, which has been heavy, heavy, heavy on so many people's minds this week, is about Chesley Christ, Miss USA 2019. Um, It's just it's very, very sad. And I don't want to make this a sad episode, right? I don't want to make this a sad thing, but it has been 
really heavy on my mind and my heart this week. And I really, honestly, I didn't know her, but I had seen her so many times on television and in social media. And because she is from Charlotte, which is the area that I am in, because she is local and she just has done so much for the community. I've never met her, but she was just so close to so many people I do know on a personal level that to me, it kind of hits home. And it's, it's honestly been affecting me all this week of February. (laughs) So whenever you listen to this, you may listen to this at a far later time, but it really has, um, just the way that it happened, it's just been very troubling. But it really does bring to light some things that need to be acknowledged and recognized. The fact that she was dealing with high functioning depression, that's something that is really, really important to acknowledge. And I want to touch base on that is that depression does not always look as if someone is always laying on the couch, you know, gaining weight, they're sad, they're dim, they're not talking, they're not speaking, they're curled up in a corner somewhere. A lot of times when you think of someone who is depressed, that's what you picture. And it was so hard and difficult for people to understand that she was dealing with the depression because she was masking it so well. She brought so much positive energy, so much light. She was very cheerful, but inside it was something that was just really eating her up. And and I want to bring attention towards that because it's very important that that is something seen across the black community that We have just learned how to mask things. We have learned to just cover things up, to not ask for help, to focus on the fact that we have to, quote unquote, be strong and, well, whatever you're feeling, you'll be okay and just pray about it. And, you know, all of this, it just makes it very difficult for people to be able to allow themselves to be vulnerable enough to get the help that they need. Because we put on this persona and this mask that we are doing much better than we actually are. That we are so strong and we're just wearing this badge as if we are strong for not accepting help. We're strong for taking on trauma but not really allowing ourselves to receive help if we need the help if we need the support, as if support makes you a weaker-minded person. But at the end of the day, it's so important for you to get what you need. And for so many people, that looks so different. It looks differently depending on your personality, depending on what you gravitate towards. It's different for everyone. So for some people, Talking it out with a therapist that's able to ask the right questions to bring upon some realizations for you is helpful. And I know a lot of times it can feel triggering. It can feel uncomfortable to, one, open up to someone you don't know. Two, to open up to someone and you feel like maybe they're judging you. They're asking you all these questions and you feel like, what are they doing with my answers? You're kind of in that mindset because it's not something that is 
common for you to do sometimes if you're so used to not being able to feel safe enough emotionally to express yourself. And for that, I just want to bring a little bit of light in that way of a lot of times when you have counselors, therapists, psychologists, they are asking you questions because we already have a lot of the answers within us. We already know way more than what someone else will ever know about how we operate. We're experiencing what we're experiencing. We have all the memories. We have the traumas. We have the emotions. We have all the things that are already sitting within ourselves. But sometimes you need that unbiased person that is not in your mind to be able to help guide you to get everything pulled up to the surface and they know the right questions to ask. They know the right way to guide your thoughts and also to provide you some feedback of what is normal, what is something that they're able to observe. And it can take off so much weight, so much burden to say, okay, I am not crazy. This is something that a lot of people deal with. This is a part of the human brain. Maybe I'm lacking nutrition in something that would help me feel more mentally safe or feel more balanced in my sense of thinking. Sometimes there are genetics involved that you may not have the power to help in a certain aspect. Everyone is different. Everyone is different, right? Sometimes, you know, you can't get through things on your own, just through rational thinking, through journaling, through self-help books, through listening to helpful podcasts and videos and things like that. A lot of times you can work through things on your own, but not everyone is like that. So it's not a one size fits all when it comes to giving advice or, oh, just pray about it. Oh, you just need to you know, go to church or you need to do this or, you know, just brush it off. You'll be okay. No, like not everybody's in that mental state. And we really don't know the level of depth of where that person is in their mind. We don't know how rooted and how deep some of those layers really can be right? We have no idea what that is. There's no picture that's projected out from our mind that shows every little thing that we're battling or thinking or dealing with. So for that, it's very, very important that if you feel like you're not able to just manage everything on your own, get help. You shouldn't have to manage everything on your own, right? We are social, communal beings, It is normal for us to be able to lean on each other. Now, I understand from the standpoint of feeling like, well, I can't trust so-and-so. I feel like I can't trust people. They turn on me. They betray me. They put my business out there. It just feels like a risk, right? And I completely understand that. And so for that reason, I would say just use discernment take small steps, see what people do with the information you give them that you don't mind being shared. And if they just shared that and they did not acknowledge or respect your boundaries, then you know that that's someone that you cannot trust. But it's not to completely close yourself off, period, from ever being able to 
share what you're experiencing or what you're feeling, right? The other big part of that in what Chesley was sharing in an essay last year was that she felt like she was meeting so many of these standards set by society on beauty and her age feeling that because she was approaching 30 that that was considered old in her industry of being in a pageant of feeling like she had wrapped herself up in so many of her achievements that at the end of the day she felt like why like what was the point and these are just some of the thoughts that she shared that's just how she was feeling and they're very valid a lot of times when we wrap our identity so much in what we do and what we achieve and the labels we put on ourselves and the job roles and all these things and we don't take that time to tune in with who we really are and to be true with who we are we're living in a shell of a person we will already feel dead we will already feel like we don't even exist I'm grateful that she was able to even be vulnerable enough to share that. And I hate that we had to lose her, especially in the way that we did. And the thing is, I've noticed so many people responding with, but she was so pretty, but she had everything. Why would she do that? And that just goes to show that there's so much of a deeper issue there that as if what you look like determines your sense of fulfillment. We put so much weight on external things. We don't even see the souls of each other, right? We don't even know what that really, really looks like. And we have to acknowledge that we are way more than our external appearance. We're way more than the labels. We're way more than all these things that people associate us with. And so for that, I just want to say, do what you need to do to feel true to yourself. And don't box yourself in. Do not box yourself in. Rather, you fit in a different community of people And that community of people have certain standards and expectations. Now, all of a sudden, because there's a piece of you that fits in one part of that community, now you feel like, oh, well, in order for me to really feel that sense of belonging, I need to take on all these other standards and expectations. No, take the time to learn who you are, embrace who you are through curiosity A lot of times we say, oh, embrace yourself, accept yourself, right? But you can't really get to that deepest level of acceptance of who you really are until you know who you are, regardless of what other people see of you. So I understand if you're feeling like, well, I don't know how to accept myself when the world is showing you what is acceptable. The world is showing you what we like. And if you don't fit that, you're going to run into feelings of either an identity crisis or low self-esteem or just feeling that lack of acceptance naturally because you're not seeing yourself something that looks like you or thinks like you 
or behaves like you or does the things that you do, you're not seeing that being accepted. And because our eyes are a part of our brain, our eyes are extensions of our brains, what we see is what we learn. So if we're seeing that and we're not seeing us, we're not seeing portions of who we are being praised or valued, then it just feels like, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what it looks like or feels like to be praised or to be valued. But you have to figure out who you are. Disassociate yourself for a time of everything you have learned. You have to take time to unlearn a lot of things to be able to learn who you really are, to be true to you, and to not feel as though you have to dumb yourself down or you have to inhibit yourself in any type of way or to suppress your true self in order to fit into a box. No, absolutely not. You are completely shelling your shine at that standpoint. So I know that it can feel scary to even really be your true authentic self. You may feel like you might be rejected from your family or your friends or your community or your workplace, whatever, to just feel like I'm just really embracing myself. Sometimes conformity is much more approachable and it feels safer to do than to actually be your true authentic self. And I completely understand that. But at the end of the day, I want you to ask yourself, who am I without the labels, without the job descriptions, without the job roles, without what you do, without what you look like? Who are you at your deepest core? What are your core values? What do you value the most in yourself, in your character that you know that is true to you, that's consistent What are you passionate about? Learn those things about yourself. And if you already know them, embrace that, show it, bring it, write it down. Just embody that to its fullest extent. The other point that I want to make is that it's very, very important to prioritize mental care. And mental care looks so different in different ways. But when I say prioritize mental care, what I'm really saying is for you to listen to yourself, listen to your mind, listen to your emotions. If you're feeling like I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm depleted, I can't do this, I'm over it, that's not the time to push. That's not the time to take action and to keep doing more and to pile on more things at whatever cost. It does not matter. You take that break, whether it's from work, being around other people, what you just need that time to really be with you, to heal, to recharge, whatever that is. If you're feeling angry, honor that. Process that. Why are you feeling angry? When we are angry, we've been violated in some way. Our boundaries have not been respected in some way. Honor that. Utilize that as a guide to figure out more about, okay, this is tapping into something that I value, something that's important to me. And no one can tell you what's supposed to be important to you. 
No one can tell you, oh, well, it's not really all that. It's not really a big deal. You don't have to think that hard about it. No, this is you. They're not living your life. They're not experiencing what you're experiencing. They're not going through what you're going through. They're not having your personality, your perception of things. You have to disregard what other people's opinions of your emotions are. And you have to listen to that because your emotions are your guides. Your emotions are there to help guide you in the right direction of what's really meant for you on your path. So if you need a break from work, then you need a break from work. There's no, I need a break, but I'll, no, like you need that break. If you need to reset, reset. Allow yourself the freedom to have whatever it is that you need mentally and emotionally. Because without you, without your mental health, without your emotional health, you're not here. Everything else is non-existent without you. So it's very important that we prioritize that mental care. If you feel like you need fun, fun is very important. We have to have fun. We have to feel positive emotions. We have to be able to express ourselves freely. We have to let that inner child come out and play. We have to do the things that make us laugh. We have to enjoy time with other people, experience life. Prioritizing mental care is not just sitting in a therapist's office day in and day out and journaling and going through all your traumas. Sometimes it's having fun. Sometimes it's just relaxing. Sometimes it's just feeling sensual if you if you feel so-called to be in that mindset, if that's what's needed for you to feel good. Whatever is going to help you with boosting your confidence and feeling that, that is what is going to help you align with your mental health and your emotional care. Think through that process. If you're not bringing harm to another person, you're not bringing harm to yourself, you're not hindering your growth and your progress in any way, then I say to just completely embrace that. Embrace what it is that you need. If you need to get away for a little bit, a vacation, something, get out of the house, then do that. Your mind will tell you everything you need to know. Just listen. Listen to your heart. Listen. It's very wise. It tells you you need to cut that person off or you need to distance yourself from that. You need to move in a different way. That's not for you. That is for you. It's time to go. It's time to stay. Whatever. It will let you know, but you have to be open to listening to it. The next point that I want to focus on is removing anything that is feeding you negativity. This is so, so important. There are a lot of speakers out there, right? It's very popular right now for people to turn on a camera, start talking and telling you how to live your life, telling you different advice, whatever, and you can become very easily misguided. So you have to listen to yourself and see, does this really make sense to me? Does this really make me feel good about who I am? Does this really make me feel empowered to be my best self? Does this help me feel nurtured in some way? Does this help me to 
get into the right mindset, if I need more discipline or not, whatever. Is it positive? If it's not feeding you positively, we don't need to engage in it. So sometimes I'll see a lot of stuff on YouTube of people just sharing their opinions, sharing what their thoughts are. And the energy sometimes is bad for me. It doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't empower me. It doesn't make me feel like I'm able to be my best self. It makes me feel like, oh, I guess I'm not that great. Oh, I'm not really in the best place for that. No, we don't have time for that. We do not have the time for that. So remove that, delete it, block it, unsubscribe. If there's anything that's triggering you in a negative way, completely disassociate yourself from anything bringing you that negativity, including your friends. If you have quote unquote friends and they're bringing you negativity, they're putting you in situations or encouraging you to make choices that don't align with your better health. If they don't have your best interest at heart, if they're just trying to take advantage of you and they're not uplifting you, they're not supporting you, you have to cut that off because it's nothing more than, you know, not only a leech, but it's really tying up your soul is tying up your greatest potential. So we have to remove that. Even if it's a relationship, whatever, let them go. Let them go. If it doesn't encourage you to really be your fullest self, be your best self, be your true self, be your just comfortable self, however you are, however you want to represent yourself, then we have to remove it. And then the last thing that I want to cover that's very, very close to my heart is to focus on that inner child. A lot of times within the black community, there are so many children that are exposed to so much, so much trauma, trauma within the household, trauma outside of the household, trauma from parents, from relatives, from peers, from just anything. They are so much more exposed to this. And I know that all people experience trauma. I'm not saying that only black people experience trauma. That's not what I'm saying, but this is on black wellness and I'm focusing on black people right now. But it's so important that you take the time to Not dwell on your childhood, not focus on what was unfair, not focus on what didn't work for you. You know, you don't have to do that because I don't want you to regress or to fall into some like mental trap of making you feel like your life is unfair. Okay. What I want to focus on is take a picture of your purest self as a child. Look at that child, that baby at just the most purest, happiest point of that childhood. And I want you to look at that. And when you look at yourself as a baby or a child, and that child is looking back at you in that image, promise yourself, promise that baby to only 
give yourself the very best. When I look at videos or pictures of myself as this baby that's just looking at me, I know it's not looking at me, but it's looking in the camera, it's looking at me. There's no story, there's no traumas, there's no situations of bringing unfairness, there's no knowledge of anything, there's nothing but just pure opportunity, wonder, imagination, excitement for just having life. So when I look at that, and then knowing everything that I've faced, everything that I've been through throughout my life, I look at that and I cannot disregard that child. I cannot sit here and not want the very, very best for me. And you have to think about that. When you look back, now who's got your back? You should be in that list. Like This is not to say that you should be completely self-sufficient and not depend on anybody, but allow for other people to help you, to support you, to encourage you, whatever you need. But all in all, just making that promise and commitment to yourself that you deserve the very best. You deserve the best relationship. Think about that, baby. Just sometimes when we see ourselves, when we see ourselves in our present state, we see the mistakes, we see the failures, we are judging ourselves, we are criticizing ourselves, we're looking at all the things we've done wrong, we're looking at how we're not good enough, we're looking at how we're not worthy, we've experienced so much in our lives that tell us that we're not supposed to be here, but that baby has never experienced that. So when you look at that, that's what's going to tap into you truly saying Damn, I only want the best for this baby. Imagine as if you were your own child. You want to give that child the very best life you can. And now you have the power to do that. You have the power as an adult to parent yourself, to nurture yourself, to encourage yourself, to have healthy discipline, to not punish yourself for making mistakes for not punishing yourself, for wanting you to go after the things that intrigue you. Allow for yourself to be able to express yourself now. How many of us grew up in a household where our voice was not valued? It was always silenced. Or maybe we grew up in a household where it was just one parent carrying so much of the weight, the frustration to try their very best to give, but they're under so much that they just can't. And with that, the frustration, the anger, the guilt, the shame, all of that, that is placed upon a parent's back that's responsible for you is feeling all of that. And sometimes things just don't come out right. Sometimes things are just run through a filter of frustration because they have their own inner child wounds. They have their own struggles that they're facing right now. They have their own judgments and criticisms and worries and frustrations and anger and all of that. They have all of that too. 
So now it's time to give yourself that power to parent yourself, no matter what age you are, whether you're in your 20s, your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, it does not matter. You have that opportunity now to give to you to fill your cup in the way that you know you need. You know what you like. You know what you deserve. You know what you crave. You have the power to give that to yourself now. For me, I don't have children right now, but I could only imagine that as a parent, I would only want to give my child the very best, but I can only give my child the very best with what I currently know, with what I've learned. And if I haven't learned something to a certain extent, I can't really give from that space. And I know that some things are just unfair for how a parent can behave at times because they're lacking the support and they're lacking the development as a parent to be able to truly understand whatever it is that that child is really needing, right? Sometimes they have their own abandonment issues and everything. They're human too. And I'm not, I'm not trying to invalidate you in any way because you all know we've all been through so much, right? But in order to break that cycle, in order to break that, we have to reparent ourselves. We don't need to keep telling ourselves a story that does not support us, that does not empower us. We have that power to change that story within who we are. So if there's something you don't know, learn. Learn how to get what you need to get. Or at least allow for yourself to have access to the things that you need. And when I say give to yourself in the best way possible, I'm not just saying, you know, go out and buy yourself all the expensive things that you never had as a child. Go do all these things. If that's what you want, by all means, go and get that. Because I feel like whenever you feel like you're missing something, you feel like there's a void, you're always going to yearn for that. So give yourself that. But I'm really focused on giving yourself that emotional care and support, the encouragement that you truly need. Rather, it's shifting any negative self-talk to something that's of more loving words. It took me so long to build my confidence and I'm always working on it, but it took me a long amount of time to shift out of that identity of feeling as though I was not confident, as though I had low self-esteem and I was behaving out of those perspectives of myself. And I had to train and recondition my brain into not being that way. And it completely shifted my behavior. It shifted the way I presented myself and it shifted the way that other people viewed me. So don't focus on what well, I want to heal and I want to be all healed up by the end of this year or by the end of this or don't, you cannot set a time frame on your healing every day for the rest of your life. You will be healing as long as you're taking any step towards that. They don't have to be big monumental steps. They don't have to be you, you know, constantly being in support groups or whatever. 
whatever it is that you need that brings you that much closer to you being within your true power is the direction you go in. And not power over people from a superior standpoint, but power within yourself. Taking responsibility for your own life. Doing something with what it is that you've been handed. Focusing on what you are capable of. When you focus on your capabilities versus your disadvantages, your life advances so fast. All of a sudden, you're aware and you're open and you're mindful of all the things you can accomplish, all the things you can do, no matter if it's so small or so large. Don't focus on what you can't do. Always focus on what you know you are capable of doing and know that that can always expand and grow in new ways. You can always be more if you so choose to be more. But I don't say all of that to focus on setting all these expectations on ourselves to be the very best, whatever, but just to be more of that soul that you already are in the best way that that looks like to you, not to meet the expectations of society, of other people, of your family, of the workplace. None of that is a factor. This is just for you. And I want you to do whatever it is that is necessary to get you closer to becoming more of that healed individual. And then to enjoy your life, right? Life is not meant for you to be healing every day. It's meant for you to be living every day. And you can heal along in that journey. There's so much healing just by you living your life, just by you being intentional about what you want, just by you going after what you want, just by you breaking those limitations upon yourself to have what you want, breaking those limited beliefs about yourself, Breaking that wall, that ceiling that says you can't do something. Going hard for you, right? Forget everything else. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. If it is not in alignment with you, if it does not fulfill you, if it does not bring you that sense of true purpose that's feeding your soul, if it is not bringing you that joy and peace and centeredness and love, if it is not bringing that into your life, then it is not supposed to be a part of your life. I was listening to Jim Carrey the other day. And he shared this quote from another person. (laughs) And one of the things that stuck out to me was that he said, being depressed is the body's way of being in deep rest. The body needs rest. The mind needs rest. And he said that the mind needs rest from you trying to force it into being something that you're really not. And then it says, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be this thing you are trying to make me be all the time. I'm done. And I see a lot of times because people may not understand depression on that level, they may understand what it feels like to be sad. They may understand what it feels like to to grieve. 
but they have never experienced true depression. They've never experienced what really happened to the brain. And there's so much that occurs with the chemical imbalance. There's so much that happens that is almost as if the psyche attacks itself. And the very last stage of depression is suicide. But it takes so long to get to that point. It's not just, oh, you know, whatever. And sometimes there's medications that affect the brain in that way. There's so much that happens that leads up to that. And when people don't have that understanding, they don't have that empathy, they can say things like, oh, they're selfish. They should have never done that. But they're not understanding what's really happening in that brain. They don't know. They don't realize that there's things that are missing within the brain, that it does not have all the cushioning and the support and everything that is needed to be able to truly function in a peaceful, stable, calm, healthy-minded manner. They don't understand that. And so sometimes if you are feeling like you are so low in your mind and the way that you're thinking and it's continuing on and on and on and you're not getting any relief. Nothing is bringing you happiness. Nothing is just bringing you any joy. You have no need for anything. You don't want anything. You have no appetite for life. You have no craving for anything. There's no passion. There's no color in life. You can feel like, why am I here? And a lot of times it's not so much of a conscious thing. Sometimes it is completely subconscious the way that it affects how you're thinking. So much of what's buried inside over time. Secrets and traumas that we hide and we hold on to. So if you're feeling like that, just by being able to have the awareness of that can help you to buy yourself more time by seeking the help that you need so that we can get that mind and the brain in the right way. We cannot rely on people that don't have that knowledge of how the brain really works, how the psyche works, how the emotions work. We cannot rely on people that don't know how that really works to support us when we feel like we are almost at the end. So it's severe for some, it's mild for some, it's just sometimes you have a funky day, you have to use your best discretion. But we have to bring attention towards this because to the outside world, right, I actually had a discussion with someone that was not a part of the black community. And they said, is that really an issue for you? Is that really an issue for the black community of mental wellness? Yes, it is. And the fact that so many people are not aware of that means that we need to address that. You deserve help and support and care and the attention you need just like everyone else. We can feel dehumanized so easily or like we're some type of character because of how we appear as if we're not really human as if we don't experience the same thing that other people experience no no 
We deserve that attention just as much as everyone else does. I just want you to value your emotions, your mental care, your mind, your peace. If it's meditation, if it's prayer, if it's going to church, if it's talking to God, if it's talking to yourself, if it's journaling, if it's therapy, if it's taking a vacation, if it's having fun, if it's pampering yourself, if it's taking a spa day, if it's just something new, just experiencing new life. I mean, it's been rough, this pandemic on everybody. It's been rough. It's been rough. There's no doubt about that. In some former capacity, even if you're thriving, it has still been rough. Just the mental thought of, you know, oh, am I going to get sick? Or I'm worried about this. Or I'm worried about my family. Or, you know, I'm trying to protect this. And, oh, I don't feel, I don't feel like I can get close to people. I don't feel, all of that is a lot. It's a lot. And it's a lot to carry for one person by themselves. So it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be happy. It's okay to not have everything together. It's okay that things are not perfect. It's okay that you're not strong right now. You don't always have to be so strong. The strength comes as you allow for yourself to heal. I hope that this really hits home, that it touches base on a lot of different things. I know black wellness is the theme this year. I don't know how well other people are going to approach it. I don't know what's out there, you know. So I just wanted to contribute and do my part to speak on on these topics. And um, I thank you so much for tuning in, for listening. Next Sunday, which we'll be doing these mini-series on Sundays, Next Sunday, we will focus on caring for the body. Okay, so I hope that you enjoy this. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we are here Tuesdays, Saturdays, and now Sundays for mini series. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Heart Blend Podcast.